Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Skewed and Reviewed TV. I'm your host, Gareth Von Kallenbach, editor, lead reviewer, and creator of Skewed and Reviewed. Well, we're back live after a week off where we were down uh, having a nice week at Disneyland in Southern California. Also got to go to Comic-Con. And uh, we have a little bit of a different format to the show tonight. We have uh, Spokane coming up next weekend at Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington. And it's a very good science fiction uh, and convention. Unfortunately, due to a schedule conflict, you, uh, namely just getting back from Los Angeles and San Diego, backlogged on our stories, and also my uh, mom and, and sister do in town in a week and the week after for the... Um, birth of my youngest sister's first child we have uh, all sorts of demands on our time so we weren't able to go out to Spokane uh, as we'd planned just you know logistically speaking we get back in town have a couple of days have to drive all the way out there uh, work all weekend come back full week and then have family and everyone driving in it was just unfortunately too difficult to do so what uh, we decided to do with the folks at Spokane as I'm going to spend the first half hour of the show talking about the upcoming movies of the next three years. And uh, we will then, they will be uh, taking that footage and playing that at the convention on Saturday. So for the folks that spoke on, I'm sorry I couldn't be there this weekend. But, uh, of course, you can catch me at all the other Northwest conventions. And uh, as a little special uh, bonus for you, we're mailing over an envelope for some advanced passes to the Spokane premiere of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I've got them in a... UPS uh, priority mail envelope right behind uh, the studio right now. And as soon as we're done taping, we're going to get the uh, video for the show, get that over, and you'll have that this weekend. And, of course, you can feel free to email us anytime at sknr.net on our website. And uh, you can get any of the T-shirts to support charity. We're going to start work on issue three of the magazine very soon and uh, go from there. As I was telling Darren, it's been a really unusual week since I've been gone the radio show uh, BJ Shea Morning Experience, uh, 99.9 uh, FM. They've changed their format. Apparently, they've added music to the show, which is, uh, according to the Facebook page, has uh, upset some of the diehards. So we have to wait and see how this all plays out. Anyway, uh, second half of the show, we're going to talk about Comic-Con, and I'll tell you about all of the great things we saw there, some new additions to Disneyland, and I've got some very nice uh, gaming news. But uh, without any delay, we're going to cut into roughly what would normally be two hours worth of uh, upcoming movies, and we're going to do the 30-minute version of that. So I'll tell you all the latest and greatest of what you can expect in the theaters in the next uh, couple of years. Well, we're going to start off with James Bond. Uh, James Bond, uh, the new one, is officially dead, and the reason for that is that MGMUA, the studio that uh, obviously finances the Bond films, is having cash flow problems. As such, they cannot get the new film off the ground. So that's laying in limbo right now. It may result in a new James Bond when this thing eventually gets resolved. To give you an idea, the situation is so bad over at the studio, they not only can't get the new James Bond film made, they don't have enough money to release the $75 million remake of Red Dawn and promote it. They also had a planned remake of RoboCop in the works that completely got scrapped as well because, again, if you don't have the green, you can't make the money. And you don't make the money, you don't make the movie, and nothing gets put out. So, unfortunately, that really has botched everything up. Now, uh, as we're saying this, this week, Clash of the Titans is coming to DVD and Blu-ray. They do have a sequel slash prequel in the works on that. And uh, 
I can tell you that um, they also have got a lot of interesting things in the works. There's a sequel to Despicable Me coming up. We've got a... Yeah, it's made a fortune. The uh, prequel slash sequel to The Thing is all done and in the can. It's in post-production, and you'll be seeing that next year. I can tell you that the new Star Trek film goes before the cameras in January. So between Abrams, Super 8, and that, it's going to be a very interesting year. They're talking about bringing Alias back, which is going to be very interesting as well. And, uh, you know, you've got a lot of weird things. You've got Yogi and Boo Boo coming. Um, I did confirm at Comic-Con that the new Saw film is indeed going to be the last one. Saw 7, or, or as they call it, Saw 3D, is going to be officially the last one. But, but, there's the but, my sources tell me that the studio may take only two years off and then reboot the franchise and start over, or you may see a spinoff. So, ah, go figure. Now, on happier news, with the success of Predators, now, hold your horses here everyone's gonna say well gareth i thought predators has only made 46 million dollars at the u.s box office you're right it has but it's made 96 million at the worldwide box office on a 40 million dollar budget still has yet to open in all the countries and you haven't had dvd and pay-per-view figured in so by any stretch of the imagination robert rodriguez's new version of the predator series has been a uh, unparalleled smash so much so that they've already told him uh, start planning out your next films in the series and so we will be seeing another predator film in the not too distant future which is very good because sir ridley scott is very close to getting uh you know moving from pre-production into actual full-on production of the two new alien prequels which he is going to shoot in 3d and are set roughly 60 to 70 years before the events of the first Alien film. And so we, those are definitely happening. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, Christopher Nolan's brother is working on a new Superman film. You've got um, the new Batman film in the works right now. And uh, th this one will really surprise you. They're kicking around names for the new Superman. And, uh, you know, that always happens. But here, here's the big twist, though. You'll get a real kick out of this, Darren. Um good old um ed norton is no longer the hulk they uh wouldn't meet his salary demand and this is kind of a problem because you got an avengers movie in the works so you've got to have you know robert downey jr iron man chris evans captain america and everyone's like well hey jesus we want ed norton as the hulk and this became so much so that ed even had to put a reply on his twitter saying you know hey you know it was a business thing we couldn't come to an agreement your new hulk mark ruffalo Confirmed at Comic-Con, signed, sealed, and delivered. Who the hell's that? Mark Ruffalo, you would know if you saw the picture. Very veteran character actor. Not a bad choice. Not Ed Norton, but, you know, nonetheless, it'll work. Now, the rumor is that in the Avengers film that Josh Whedon of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly fame is indeed going to be directing. The rumor is that the Hulk will start off as a bad guy and then eventually become one of the Avengers. Now, uh, go figure that. The one that I really got a laugh out of is the new, and this, this is really uh, interesting news here, that Ryan Reynolds is going to be pulling double duty, as is Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans, who many of you guys remember played the Human Torch on the Fantastic Four movies, he is going to be the new Captain America. Well, Ryan Reynolds has got it even worse that he is going to be playing Deadpool in a spinoff 
of um, the character he played in the Wolverine film, and he's also the Green Lantern. Now, they've been filming the Green Lantern down in New Orleans. He came up to Comic-Con and uh, was telling us about it, and one of the uh, stories he said is that they have him on a zip wire that simulates going from zero to 60 like that to give you the image of flying, and he said... The first time you do it, you definitely think about wearing an adult diaper somewhere around the bends. And he's got this really, you know, ripped physique right now. And he said, it's kind of tough because, as you know, New Orleans is famous for its food. And he said, basically, one day a week I get to eat whatever I want. And then they have me on, like, wood chip and bark the other six days of the week. But um, word is, the studio has been so impressed with the Green Lantern uh, it is going to be in 3D, although unfortunately, from what I'm hearing, it might be that overlay 3D in post-production, like the Green Hornet is, that the studio is so impressed with what they've seen already, they've already said, go ahead and start planning the sequel, which is rare for a film with this big of a budget. They usually wait to see a little bit about what the box office is, and the st- powers that be have said, we've seen enough, at least get the scripts ready, and let's let's get ready to move on this, because... There was concern because in the world of comics, Iron Man and Green Lantern are considered kind of the second tier of superheroes. And Iron Man went from a second tier to a first tier thanks to the successful film series. And so now all bets are, I mean, they're looking at The Flash right now, and they've got a lot of stuff. You know, we talked on the last show about Andrew Garfield, who will be the new new Peter Parker and new Spider-Man. So we got a lot of stuff that we're working on here. In fact, I'll give you this one, Darren. Um, there's a film coming out called The Social Community, and or The Social Net, and it's all about the guy, how Facebook got started over at Harvard. And Andrew Garfield is in that one, and he's also with um, Jess Eisenberg, who was most recently seen in Zombieland. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. We also have um, some really interesting things coming, a lot of uh, science fiction and a horror is in the works. Um, one of the things that you're going to be seeing is, as we said, you know, Saw is basically um, going bye-bye after the next film. But you know, of course, there'll be a new franchise. Now, one of the things that I've seen, it's not a movie, and this came up at Comic-Con, is AMC has got a new series coming out called Walking Dead. And it's a zombie series, and zombies are all the rage right now. And uh, you can also bet that there's a new Zombieland coming, Zombieland in 3D. Wait, 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 wait. Zombies are all the new rage? I thought vampires were all the new rage. Zombies. Zombies and vampires, yes, zombies more so. So you'll be seeing that. There's there's another version of Zombieland in the works right now, also in 3D. No surprise there. Um, Now, speaking of 3D, I didn't get to see it myself, but we sent uh, some reporters over. Apparently, Universal Studios has got this incredible new attraction on the Backlot Tour. It is the uh, King Kong 3D. And as they described it to me, they said Peter Jackson himself helped design the thing. And what they have here is basically you, you, it's all 3D. You got Kong on one side. You got the T-Rex on the other side. They do the battle and the tram's caught in the middle. And they said it is quite impressive. So hopefully you get a chance to see that in the not-too-distant future. But anyway, we'll be talking about the um, we'll be talking about Disneyland and stuff in the second half of the show. Mainly with the the thing with the movies right now is everything's all in flux. They're talking about a new G.I. Joe film. They're talking about, um, you know, anything that has been a big hit, obviously you're going to see sequels to. Next summer is going to be much heavier um, because you've got, you know, the Green Lantern coming. Comic-Con got a lot of rage about Cowboy and Alien, which a new film with Harrison Ford in it. 
You've got, um, you know, where do you begin? I mean, you know, like I said, we mentioned the new Star Trek films in the works. You've got the new Thing movie in the works. You've got all these popular TV shows. Did they mention on Star Trek who's the, uh, where they went with that? I don't know. We were talking a few shows Not ago. Not yet. There's, okay. That's still under wraps. All they basically, basically, what I, I, I'll tell you this. I can tell you where I got it from. The actor, Robert Greenwood, who played Captain Christopher Pike has said, I don't know whether I will be returning for the next film or not. I know they begin filming in January. I'm just waiting for you know, confirmation on whether or not I'm going to be needed for this time out. Because you remember, it, it's kind of an awkward thing, because in the original series, Pike had his little accident, and in, in the film, Pike was captain, Kirk became captain of the Enterprise, so therefore, you know, what do you do with Pike now? That's kind of the awkward thing. Speaking of awkward, uh, we are looking at another uh, Nightmare on Elm Street film. And uh, a lot of crazy stuff happening. It's going to be very weird at the cinemas over the next couple of years. I talked about uh, you know a lot of remakes and sequels. They're looking at an Escape from New York remake again. They are looking at, um, like for example, if they ever figure out the rights to where the Terminator film went to, there's either going to be a remake or a sequel to the Terminator series. Uh don't rule out a possible sequel to The Expendables if it has a halfway decent box office. Jean-Claude Van Damme has already said there's another uh, Universal Soldiers in the works. Um, you know, we had, uh, boy, where do you begin? I mean, you talk about just, you know, we, the Green Hornet, obviously, if that's halfway successful, there'll be a sequel to that. You've got The Flash being looked at. Uh, you've got another Batman movie coming. You've got a new Superman film in the works. Don't rule out the the possibility of a sequel to Inception if they could figure out a way to do that. And Did you see that yet? By yeah, the way? we went and saw it uh, da, 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 Thursday or Friday. We just you know took a light yeah. day when we were in California in between the heat. Went and saw that, and it was like wow. I think we saw it on Thursday at the IMAX here in Seattle. Right. Uh, I saw your posting yeah. about that. Wow. And we're gonna go see Salt. We didn't make the premiere obviously because we were in California, so. We're going to probably see that, and then I know this, uh, on Wednesday, we've got Dinner for Schmucks, and then we have uh, a few other things coming up. We have The Expendables and a few other movies to get caught up with. One that I'm really interested in, we showed the preview the other day, Middlemen, about the guys who basically pioneered you know, commerce on the Internet and that, so I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Uh, anyway, Darren, the, uh, the thing that you got to look at with these movies is that there's just so much coming. And it's very difficult to pin down exactly what's going to happen and what isn't going to happen. For example, you got two Mad Max films, you know, Fury, Fury Road and Furiosa. Now, originally they were going to be sequels. Now I'm told they're remakes because they've recast, you know, the role. Tom, um, Tom, Mel Gibson wanted no part of it, but he, his production company was involved with it. Now, some say in light of his recent PR gaffes, he might have a more visible role in this. Maybe he'll have to rethink. Um, you know, turning down Lethal Weapon 5. But then you have to ask the question, on light of his comments, would Danny Glover want to work with him again? You know, it's Hollywood. Strange things happen. I mean, let's be honest. There was widely rumored that Barbara Streisand and Omar Sharif did not get along at all and made one of the all-time classic romantic films many years ago. So, Magic of Hollywood. Uh, Moonlighting, prime example. Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard fought like cats and dogs on, on that show. But chemistry was all there. Speaking of Bruce Willis, he's got a, you know, we, we showed the trailer for Red Retired Extremely Dangerous. He's uh, got another Die Hard in the works. 
And we also have another Indiana Jones movie in the works where Indiana Jones goes to take out the Bermuda, take on the Bermuda Triangle. Now, I mention this because you're going to see some really interesting stuff right now. Uh, Blu-ray being all the rage right now, Universal Studios is releasing a definitive Back to the Future collection on Blu-ray, which is going to have some of the deleted scenes, alternate endings, things we've never seen before. And one that I'm really, really looking forward to is in November, 20th Century Fox is putting out a deluxe Blu-ray edition of the Alien films. Now, they already have an eight-disc set called the Quadrilogy, which contains both the original version and the director's cut of the films. The Blu-ray versions, in addition to having both the original and the director's cuts, are going to have even more footage, even more documentaries, even more behind-the-scenes stuff. There is going to be footage to these films that has never publicly been seen before. Even in, you know, people say, oh, I've got the ultimate director's cut. Well, you don't have anything because you'll have the ultimate director's cut, but now there's going to be this new one that's going to have even more footage. Those are coming out in November, and they look really good. They At Comic-Con, they had a big video screen showing this, and they had the cryopods. And what they do is they put you in the cryopod, they shut the lid on it, and then the lid showed a quick trailer of the film. And, uh, yeah, it, it just, let's just say some of those things in hi, super high def are very, uh, uh, let's just say they'll, the, helping you sleep would not be something that I would recommend this uh, collection for. But the sound and the video quality of it was beyond belief. I mean, I, you know, Aliens, the series have always been extremely visual. And the chance to get them both cuts of the films. Like, for example, a lot of people blast Alien 3. If you see the version the way it was intended, they have to call it the work print because Fincher was very, David Fincher, who went on to Seven, Fight Club, and many other good films, was not impressed with what happened. And one of the traditions of the Alien series has always been to get young, up-and-coming directors. And Fincher basically turned his back, you know, he, when he walked away from the film, he wouldn't say when they went to do the the director's cut, this is the director's cut of the film. They had to go to the assistant director, and he said, this is pretty much what Fincher was intending us to do, so they have to call it the work print. But let me tell you something, that extra 15, 20 minutes completely changed the movie, made it really solid. A lot of people said, you know, oh, Alien 3, this was kind of weak, this was kind of weak. You watch it with the missing footage and see what was intended, and it makes a huge difference in the film. Same thing with uh, Alien Resurrection. I'm hoping that they're going to show the original ending to the film that was uh, not done. Because in the, the, the director's cut that's out now, you get a quick scene right at the beginning of the film and a quick shot of, like, Earth in the future where Paris is just a wasteland, and that's it. Now, there was another ending originally intended. There was also all this other stuff, like a big fight scene in an, uh, an arboreum where the idea behind it was, if you remember the big ship, the general was basically growing his own special blend, if you know what I mean, and that's how he was financing his covert activities in the hydroponics bay. And one of the ideas that they were going to infuse is that the aliens were somewhat like a chameleon. They could change their coloring to blend into the background. But there was a big fight. In the right after they do that big scene underwater, when they're trying to get from one end of the ship to the other, an alien resurrection, they um, there was going to be a big battle in a... In a hydroponics bay and that it's in the script it's in the novel it's not in the film so the rumor is that that those scenes might actually be in flux now the big question everybody's asking we got back to the future we got aliens coming to blu-ray 
Where's Star Wars? Where's Indiana Jones? That is still the million-dollar question. LucasArts was very quick to promote the upcoming season of The Clone Wars. They were very quick to promote their new video game, so we're going to have to keep that as a stay tuned, and we'll keep you posted. But, you know, not too bad. Now, Darren, um, you were talking about some of the films that were coming out and some of the things that you wanted to see. I can tell you that there is a Plastic Man movie under discussion right now. There is a uh, $6 million man movie again being dusted off. In fact, Time Life Video is putting, for the first time anywhere in any format, you can now get the complete season of the $6 million man, everything. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'd be interested in seeing that. Season 2 of Fringe is coming to DVD. Season 3 is looking really good. Ah, crazy, crazy world out there, isn't it? I know. What can you say? Yes, it is. Yeah. And, you know, you, you look at some of these movies and you go, you know, what, what are these people thinking? But then at the same time, as light and disappointing as this summer was to, you know, genre fans, the next two years look really good. I mean, between, you know, all the superhero films, the Star Trek films, the science fiction films, uh, I think you're really going to get some good stuff. And let's not forget, they are still planning uh, to do the Independence Day 2 and 3 film. And uh, they got Will Smith in place. They're, Will Smith's still talking about doing another Hancock movie. Um, you've got all sorts of crazy possibilities out there. So really interested to see where they go with these things. Now, uh, big news at Comic-Con, Guillermo del Toro, who did the Hellboy series, Pan's Labyrinth, was supposed to be doing The Hobbit. He backed out of it. And that was mainly because it's two films. And with the financial problems at the studio, remember the studio that does the James Bond films and the others would be doing The Hobbit. They cannot get the cash together to get into um, production, and they keep getting delayed. So it's one of those, it's going to happen, but you know, his concern is to do these films, you're basically going to have to commit six to seven years to living and operating out of New Zealand. And two years in, they're still into basically a little bit of pre-production. He said, you know what, i got to move on, I'm going back to the States, that's it. Well, supposedly, Peter Jackson's about to close the deal to end up directing it himself because that's kind of what he wanted to do in the first place instead of producing it. He lives in New Zealand, so for him to be over there six years isn't really that big of a deal. So everyone says, what is Guillermo del Toro going to do? Is he going to do another Hellboy? Well, that's talked about. Nope, Guillermo dropped the bombshell on Friday, or Thursday actually. Dropped a major bombshell. He has partnered with Walt Disney to uh, write and produce, possibly direct, but for right now, write and produce a new version of the Haunted Mansion. Apparently, uh, Disney still thinks that there's life in doing a film series on the Haunted Mansion. They, uh, you know, are willing to overlook the misfire that was the Eddie Murphy version. I was say, and they, they said one? that they're gonna yeah. they're bringing Guillermo in, mm, and it got an enthusiastic response from the fans. I thought people might groan, but they said no. Del Toro's the guy that can do this because I'll tell you, I wrote it about three or four times while we were there. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've written it so many times, and you think there's nothing new. Every single time you ride that ride, you catch something new. Especially in the graveyard. I was going through it and I was like, oh, I I never noticed that on the tree before and I never noticed that. And, you know, and they changed it slightly. There's like, you know, the pop up uh, Beating Heart Bride. 
They now have a little subplot that she's a Black Widow. If you look at the screen, you can see her and her husband's all vanishing and stuff. So I'm very curious to see what they do with that. Another thing that brought the house down was a very special um, hello from Captain Jack Sparrow on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean on Strange Tides. Now, he's kind of made a joke about it, saying that there has been some rumors that the movie is going to be involved. It's going to involve him trying to find the Fountain of Youth. And he said, maybe, maybe not. But uh, the lovely Penelope Cruz will be accompanying him on this trip. You will not have Orlando Bloom, and you will not have Kira Knightley. But Jeffrey Rush as Captain Barbosa will be back, and it is going to be in digital 3D. So you'll get to see that in the not-too-distant future. And uh, a lot of crazy things are coming. I mean, Comic-Con really opened up uh, a lot of people's eyes this year. And uh, we got to have a look at some of the things that are coming. And, you know, you sit there and you say, for many people, they say TV is a dying art. But there's a lot of good stuff coming. Uh, The HBO series, you know, True Blood, uh, Big Bang Theory brought the house down. I mean, the, the panel was so packed, the fire marshal shut it down. Caprica got a huge response um you know you, you looked at uh, the futurama panel absolutely packed brought the house down as well fringe you know they had them all there that went over well so there's a lot of good stuff coming uh, very curious a lot of people are very curious to see what's going to happen with the next couple seasons a uh, family guy cleveland show futurama you know wait and see that's kind of the way these things work but mention amc's walking dead a lot of zombie stuff coming out And the funny thing about it is, you know, it's kind of pick your poison. Do you want science fiction? Do you want fantasy? Do you want drama? Do you want comedy? And regardless of which, there's something for everybody. Now, one of the films that I got a a little bit of a taste of that I'm I'm really interested in, the title may change, but it's basically called Super. And it stars Seattle native Rain Wilson, who went on to fame as uh, Dwight Schrute on The Office. And he is a uh, dysfunctional superhero. Let's just say highly dysfunctional. Doesn't shave, doesn't always bathe and practice proper hygiene. And it's about what would happen if said superhero... Oh, had to try to get his act together and get the woman of his life back into his life. But he's a completely emotional wreck and he's incapable of doing anything properly. And what I saw of it, it looked pretty good. I kind of like the idea of, in this day and age of all these superhero films, the idea of a dysfunctional superhero again uh, coming into the play sounds, you know, it's like something right up my alley. <sighs> so, Darren, what uh, what's on the agenda for you? What has been something you've been looking forward to? Uh, uh, Predators, one. I haven't gone and seen that yet. We were going to see that the other day. We went and saw Salt, and Salt was awesome. Inception was was awesome, but... Seeing Inception, it, it, it this is this is what I've been waiting for. And I was, you got to ask you about this because I thought I was clear that the date was going to be July, but it looks like it got pushed back to Christmas. Tron Legacy yep. on the IMAX screen with the IMAX sound. Yep. Was that supposed to come out in July? No, Christmas. Oh, it is Christmas, Christmas still. It's digital 3D, and yeah. we had a lot of talk about that at Comic Con. Box Leitner, Bridges, and the cast were there. Uh, we talked about how if all goes well, there could be a Tron TV series. Wow. And basically, digital 3D, it's going to be Disney's big Christmas event. You know, they'll obviously have an animated film to go with it as well, but that's their big thing. I know um, at Disneyland right now, they're ramping up like mad. California Adventure is growing by leaps and bounds. They've got um, 
Little Mermaid ride well into construction, and that'll be opening next year. And then in 2012, when Cars 2 hits the screen, they have a brand-new Cars Land that is opening at California Adventure, and it's like three or four or five rides. Um, and so, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And then I got to we got our ride on Star Tours, which was always good because that's shutting down very shortly to prep for Star Tours 2. And, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. You go on the thing, and it's like, you know, I really like Star Tours. It's a lot of fun. But at the same time, it was one of the first motion rides ever done, and it is starting to show its age. So what they've decided to do is they're shutting it down, and then next year we'll get a new Star Tours. I got some brief footage of it. which showed We showed that on the last show, which showed the pod race and everything. What I'm told is going to happen this time, Darren, is that it's not only going to be state-of-the-art motion ride. Obviously, it's in 3D. They are going to randomize it so you don't know which Star Tour you're getting until you actually get on the speeder. And I've heard two confirm. There is a Tatooine pod race. I've also told there's Hoth, which is the ice planet. And so that's kind of the novel idea because when you go in there, they always show, you know, Star Tours, Hoth, Star Tours. Well, that's kind of what they may do. There, There's two confirmed. There might be more. And so that's nice. kind of the idea is that every time you get on it, you don't know which one you're going to get until you get on it. So, in essence, it's almost like making two to three rides because it's not going to be the same thing over and over again. So, a lot of fun with that. Tron Legacy looks amazing, though. So, yeah, Tron Legacy, I mean, I've always been a big fan. I actually just watched it, the original one about a week and a half ago with my girlfriend. Just uh, She hadn't remember seeing it, and her, her roommate didn't remember seeing it. But on top of that, you know, like I said, seeing it in IMAX, seeing Inception IMAX. But then, of course, my favorite favorites, Harry Potter. Yeah. Coming through. And I got to have a look at his invisibility cloak and some of the Horcruxes while we were at Comic Con, and it's uh, that brought the house down. It's going to be very big because, ironically, they'd never promoted Harry Potter at the Comic Cons until now. But the two-part finale looks really good. There is some controversy over Twilight over how graphic to make the final one because apparently, you know, there's a graphic birth scene and that sort of stuff in the book. But anyway, let me give you a quick uh, heads up. I may have to put the mic down for this. This is one, and I'm I, I'm going to emphasize one of the swag bags <laughs> Hang on, let me, they uh, were giving us here. at uh, there Comic-Con. We go. Check this thing out. <laughs> now, you say, geez, Gareth, why is this thing so big? Well, yeah. this is one of the other bags they gave us. And if you go to my uh, the Facebook page, you can see we got lots of photos. Like, I've got photos with me with the uh, suit from Avatar. The, uh, the big mech suit. Mm-hmm. There's uh, me with all the Iron Man mock-ups. There's me with one of the uh, alien bodies from the Green uh, Lantern movie. Oh, wow. There's me in the power armor from the new... Um, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Red Faction. Red Faction Armageddon. I've got, uh, there's a oh, picture wow. of me in the power armor for that. And uh, this here... There, there is the picture of you in the uh, Star Wars figurine in the box. Yeah, oh, you've seen I, that. I saw that. One. <laughs> that was awesome. Here's the Green Hornet bag. <laughs> Coming soon to Carl's Jr. So that's kind of cool that now that we've got Carl's Jr.'s up in Washington now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we, you know, get we can actually stuff. get down, get in on the promos. Um, and one second here. i got a little something special to show you guys here. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Digging through the goodie bag. Do-da, do-da. Okay. I got it. So, Darren. Yeah. How about uh, you focus in on this here, and I'm going to bring up a note here, and I'm going to uh, give you my Comic-Con 
rehashes. Now, okay. I want you to know everybody's going to be lining up at midnight at 12.01 a.m. This officially becomes available to the public oh my tonight. Wow, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I was going to do a pre-buy on it, too. Ah. Oh. Guess what arrived in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And by the way, I've been playing uh, the PC and the PS3 version of this. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm completely out of bullets. I'm running through Russia in the past, and I'm like, screwed. Nothing like being able to go flap and vaporize them by instantly old yeah. aging them. The only problem is it's got a recharge. But yes, folks, for those of you who cannot see, here it is. War is coming. The long, long wait is over. Jeez, here it is. Finally. StarCraft II Wings of Liberty, the first of three new StarCraft games that are Ugh. out. This is the human one. Nice. You've got the Pro Protoss and the Zerg ones will be following. And this is it. And, of course, don't forget uh, Cataclysm. So you can't play as the Protoss or Zerg yet at all? In multiplayer. In, multi in multiplayer. You can. You can in multiplayer. Okay. The storyline mode is only Got it. human okay. or Terran. Excuse me. So you think one. it'll follow something like a Aliens versus Predator? or the, what You were mentioning one the other day where... The Aliens versus Predator was one game, but you had three campaigns that were all tied, tied in. Tied in, yeah. Right. So anyway, if you'll excuse me right here, rather than bring paper, since I knew we were on the roof tonight, I decided to bring um, the phone, and I have a couple of quick notes here. Now, one of the things I do want to uh, share with all of you folks, and Darren, if you, you, know, if you want to link into the main page and pick some of the photos off Facebook from this, uh, did you happen to see my Dead Rising 2? Dead Rising 2... Um, uh, what do you call it? Dead Rising Two has um, is coming. Obviously, it's the sequel to um, Capcom's big hit, which was originally for the Xbox. Now they have the new version, which is coming for all the titles. I got to play it over at the Nvidia booth with the 3D specs on. It was coming out of the screen, and it was very impressive. I also got a photo in a jacket with a uh, motorcycle that's got two chainsaws up front, football with dynamite attached to it, and a spike baseball bat. Now, one of the joys of the game was that in the original, you were loose in the mall. There was the zombie infestation. You can go. The, the mall was well-designed. There was a movie theater. There was a toy shop. You could pick up just about anything, even if it was a toy sword, and use it as a weapon. And the level that we were playing, they were in a casino. You pick up the roulette wheel, and uh, on the Facebook page, if you go on there, there's Dead Rising. It's on my personal one, not the skewed and reviewed one. Yep. So anyway, here are my uh, quick Comic-Con wrap-ups. And like I said, excuse me for checking the notes, but there were so many rather than bringing paper on the rooftop. New Star Trek film in January, I mentioned to you. And uh, you, I also talked about Jack Bauer coming to the big screen in the past. Now, there's a new version of Hawaii Five O coming, and this one looks pretty good. Grace Park, who played Boomer on Battlestar Galactica, and Daniel Day Kim, who played Chin on Lost, are the new team, and that's coming very soon. You also have Elvira is coming back, if you can believe that, folks. She's got a new syndicated series with that. Um, we have Californication, Dexter coming back. We mentioned Big Bang Theory is going very strong. Uh, I mentioned Mark Ruffalo as the new Hulk. And uh, one of the things is interesting about it is we got to look at um, some of the new video games. And I got to play, got to see a little bit of Dead Space 2, which looks absolutely awesome. 
And there was a slight rumbling that there might be a Dead Space movie coming in the near future. Got a really good look at The Force Unleashed 2, which, remember, we showed the trailer on the show a few weeks ago. New Clone Wars games coming, Star Wars Old Republic, the massive online games coming. And I do want to make sure to mention, uh, guys at Cryptic, they have done a big update for Star Trek Online, which addressed some of the issues that people had. There's like a slider for scalability, um, so difficulty. Uh, so if you decide you want to take a lot more risk and get more reward, you can ramp up the difficulty. Or if you decide you want it easy and you just want to get the mission over, you could slide it down. There's a scalability thing that if you meet up with a bunch of friends and everybody's different levels, you're no longer handicapped. You can set like a baseline. So, okay, for this game, you're all level 10, off you go, and whatever. So you can all you can basically you can play with anyone now and never have to worry about the levels being a handicap to you. And so that those are all really good things, and there's a lot more content coming. Now, one of the things that we were looking at, like I said, uh, gaming hit Comic-Con very hard. There was a lot of really interesting gaming. One of them was Red Faction Armageddon, and we're hoping to get a um, um, an interview going for this. And this is the fourth in the Red Faction series, and it obviously takes place on what happened in Mars. First two were first-person shooters. The latest is a uh, fourth-person or a third-person shooter perspective. You can destroy anything on the um, you can destroy anything on the screen, and uh, they they had a good look at this. So we're going to be doing an interview about this. It looks really good, very high-end weaponry, a lot of good stuff going on with that. Got a look at um, Medal of Honor, the new one in the series. Uh, Ubisoft was there with Assassin's Creed. Got a really good look, Darren. At uh, Marvel, excuse me, uh, Marvel versus Capcom, which is basically the Street Fighter games. You got Marvel on one side, Capcom guys on the other side duking it out. So that's going to go over really well. One that I was really surprised about was I got a good look at um, uh, what do you call it? Got a good look at um, Rock Band Three. Got to see the keyboards in action, and. Keyboards. They have they have keyboards in the new rock band, and it worked out really well. Worked out really really well. So we have that going on. We have um, another thing that really worked out. Uh oh, Darren's got a case of the giggles over there. <laughs> Cut. Yeah, I'm not going to say why. <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot wow, of good stuff funny. going on there, Darren. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome. I mean. Sh- you get to live all the life. You cannot right? believe how biz- be how big it is. Insane. I mean, cannot believe how big it is. I might do it if they allow me to wear my rollerblades and like oh, rollerblades. I mean, it so was. See it's so insane. We were fortunate that we had family down there who told us, "Don't even try to drive there." They said, "You won't," because it's downtown. It's right on Harbor Boulevard. There's the convention center, and then just down the way is Petco Park, where the Padres play. It's become so big. There's a big fight going on right now because they're actually talking about moving it to L.A because they're saying it's outgrown San Diego. But San Diego, uh, there was a thing on the news. I mean, think about this. The L.A., it's so big, the L.A. news stations were reporting on it. They say it brings $100.3 million uh, into the economy alone just coming into town. Now, that was funny because you, we, we all know how bad the economy is in California. Mm-hmm. And yet everywhere we look, this is two years in a row in Southern California, restaurants packed hotels packed theme park and you know my brother-in-law said i know the economy's dying but it doesn't look like it here i mean my god this place is packed and i said right but you have to remember you're seeing one small 
you know, 35-mile segment, really. And I said, now let's be honest. I said, if you go 15 miles from Disneyland, I'm willing to bet it's not going to be nearly as packed and intense. So, you know, but, um, you know, hard hard to say. It keeps you busy, a lot of stuff going on. Another thing that is uh, really interesting to keep up to speed with is that with Comic-Con being as big as it is, we had to take the trolleys in, park over at the mall. There's uh, a big plan underway to do a renovation to the convention center in San Diego to try to keep it there from going to Los Angeles. And uh, you had all the people outside, you know, like, for example, have you, if you've ever seen those billboard trucks, they were moving around. You had, like, a Piranha 3D. They had those those yeah. flatbed trucks that have a billboard. They were driving around up and down the front of, you know, outside. It's oh, the yeah. old, we're not necessarily paying for exhibition space, but we'll yeah. drive around and make sure that the people see what's, see going, what's going on. on. Absolutely. And for us, it was a great deal. You know, we, we parked over at the mall, $5 round trip trolley ticket in and out. Nice. Let us off right in front of it. Did did what we had to do when we were done on the train back out. Got to the nice. car. Got some food. I, I have a I have a question yeah. from our studio audience uh, about the the uh, about the whole convention. Did you get a chance to make it to the Green Lantern panel? I saw some of it. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Impressive. Yeah. I think they've hit it out of the ballpark. Nice. The Captain America teaser was very impressive too. I I these are two that I've been very very hesitant over. And I've been thinking, you know, what's happening with this? What's going to go on with this? But uh, they they pulled it off. Do you? Have a, I know we're getting the same same person in the in the uh, room wanting to know about the Captain America teaser. If you can describe it at all, or take a look. At, you know, is there any? Uh, they have a couple walkthroughs things. online right now. IGN, Dark Horizon, Movie Hole has it. There's really not much. We're kind of under limitations on what we can say about it and what we can't. Mostly just a couple of quick images, a couple of quick shots, the shield, you know, American hero, that sort of thing. But it's it's going to be all right. I, I don't have any concerns about it, and I think Chris Evans is definitely going to pull it off. Can I? Can I? Can I? Yeah, let, let me ask you directly, because uh, okay. you and I need to have a discourse here. Uh, did you see any of the pictures from the Thor movie? Uh, obviously, you saw. I've seen some of the still photos, what yes. What do you personally think of the costumes both in Captain America and Thor? Costumes an opinion, and an opinion Captain America, what I saw, I had no problem with. Neither did I. Thor never was that appealing of a character yeah, to me. So too, yeah. I, I have concerns whether or not it's going to be able to carry a film on its own. I mean, Branagh's directing it. I mean, I don't know yeah, how yeah. big of a Branagh fan you are. But, yeah. Uh, it seems like it has a little bit of a pedigree to it that it might make well, sense. They've got, yeah, you know, Kenneth Branagh's a brilliant director. I mean, he's a Shakespearean actor, for goodness oh, yeah, sake. So Henry his, fifth, his credentials are there. The problem is, you know, again, the character. Well, he's never done a superhero movie. It's yeah. kind of like Kevin Smith doing the uh, original yeah. Green Hornet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the problem that I see with Thor is that he, I just don't think he's that exciting to begin with. Well, what's funny is a lot of people have been bitching online about uh, Chris Hemsworth being Thor because yeah. he's not big enough. Exactly. I kind of get it where, like, you know, everybody's supposed to be a regular Joe once they get thrown to Earth like Thor did. But, right. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to see it. Uh, I'm more interested in Captain America. What, what are your feelings on um, Joss Whedon and him directing the Avengers? Or, I don't or, have or a problem. I don't have a problem with Josh doing the Avengers. I am a little ticked that they weren't able to get Ed Norton back. I, I, I was they well, wouldn't yeah. pay him his money. Yeah, yeah. I think Mark Ruffalo is going to be all right, I but you know, right again, now, yeah. do we really need a new Thor, a new Hulk every time Hulk appears on the screen? Saying, yeah. 
I kind of liked Edward Norton in the Hulk movie, and the, you know they painted it as that he was problematic over it. I right. don't know what's true about that, but well, you know, it's it's yeah. like anything. You have Mark Ruffalo though does he? If you want top-notch actors, out of nowhere, right? you know, it, it's kind of like um, the whole Batman thing. Christian yeah. Bale is a serious actor. <laughs> uh, you know, Val Kilmer. No. Val Kilmer is a very serious actor. They take Val Kilmer's fat now, by the way. Right. Uh, they take their act seriously, and so well, they uh, do. They very much right. Do. But the good thing about like Downey with Iron Man and Ryan Reynolds doing Green Lantern, I mean, those guys came from weird places. Ryan Reynolds, especially being comedy, but he, I'm not a huge Green Lantern fan. I've read some stuff, but the fact that he kind of encapsulates the smart ass character of Hal Jordan. He's a good pick for that. Right. Just kind of like where Christian Bale's moody and whatever, like the, watch The Mentalist. He's a good pick for Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know anything of Chris Hemsworth other than him being Kirk's father in the you know remake of Star Trek. I'm willing to give him a chance, but all that, that armor and it looks... It, it, they took... It's kind of like Blade. They took Thor and made it really cheesy. The big concern that I have for it is that Captain America... And Thor, to me, are best considered as part of the Avengers, and I don't know if they're going to be able to carry the film on their own. I can also now, agree with you there. The problem again is Darren and I were talking. Iron Man was considered a second tier perform hero. Oh yeah, he always was. And he shot him up. They shot him up so and made him. That movie, and they they yeah. put him up on top. So you know, anything's going to happen. Dark Knight did so. Exactly, anything's going like to happen. Flip side of Dark Knight, but it still had the darkness to it as far as the, the hero was concerned. Right, and there's a lot of talk going on about who the Riddler is going to be. And uh, there were rumors that Robin Williams. Robin's out. It, I, I've heard Joseph Gordon Levitt. I would ever give it to him anyway. Joseph Gordon Levitt's name is being bandied around again. He is really, really hot all of a sudden. He, well, plus he just worked in Inception. He just goes from G.I. Joe to Inception to this, Joe. so. What did you think of G.I. Joe? I thought it was it was the most expensive film ever not screened for the press. Let's put it <laughs> let's put it to you that way and leave it at that. I wasn't it. wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but boy, come on, honestly. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a little, it was a little here and there, but um oh yeah, let me wrap this up. Uh so you're a fan of uh the uh, Captain America outfit? Yes or no? What I saw of it, yes. Now okay. see the one that I was really impressed with is I actually like what they came up with for the, for the uh, Green Lantern's costume. I, I and some people they, were like, oh, I don't know about this, and I don't know. The CGI in the green suit. They yeah, yeah. Wonder. yeah. And I thought it's going to be fine. You know, another thing that I thought was really interesting is I got a look at the uh, final season of um, Smallville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, a f he, he's still not in the costume. No, but they, but, they, they claim at the end of the season. But he's got a... He's got a He's got like a, a black leather coat this time out. Oh, and he has and, the, yeah, the symbol on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, you see the transition. I think they're going to do all right with it. I, so. I always kind of thought that even as, as long as Smallville's been around for 10 years, and if they do another Superman movie, as much as Christopher Routh was a good Superman. That's almost stuff, Superman's all, movies. Tom Welling would not make a bad Superman. Yeah, they're going a different direction with it. Christopher, yeah, no, right, Christopher yeah. Nolan's brother is actually directing it. Oh yeah, well they are both mentors on it as well. Yes, so that's um, that's all done. Darren, what are, how are we doing on time? What? How are we doing on time? Have we gotten the second half of the show yet? Uh, I think so. <laughs> you tell uh, me. <laughs> Can I ask you one one yeah, last sure. question? Uh, have you seen Inception, and what do you think of it? I saw Inception. I liked it, but honestly, 
I think there's a lot of fun. I, I don't think it is as good as everybody's making it well, out to be. say it's like a movie you got to see twice. Yeah, everybody's raving like it's this, you know, oh, my God, must be seen to be believed. And truthfully, I thought I thought the 45 minutes or so of it kind of dragged. And for me, the real film was basically the first 20 minutes and then the last 30. Yeah, well. Uh, Everything uh, else in between was kind of pointless. the Batman films that he did. Yeah. All his other movies are great. Yeah. But they have that tendency, even like the. Memento was the same way. And then the next time you see it, it's better. But, uh, well, thanks for your input. Uh, no problem. You had fun at the uh, San Diego Comic Con. Oh, yeah, it was. We'll look forward to seeing you next year when I'm on the panel. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I, I had to ask one thing. I, I we didn't stay for the credits all the way through Inception. Is there anything that comes in on the end? We didn't stay either. <laughs> I just was one. Well, I never mind. No spoiler alerts. Yeah, yeah, we didn't say. Everybody's debating about the the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I've got my theory on that, yeah. but you know, exactly. we'll save that for another time. Uh God, I, I, you, I oh, I, I movie. You got to talk. Got to talk to you about this film. Yeah. There a movie coming out called Due Date. And I finally got to see the trailer, Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. And it is done by um, Todd Phillips, who did Old School, who did The Hangover. It's about a guy, Robert Downey Jr., who's trying to get back home to see the birth of his first child. And his ride, unfortunately, is Zach Galifianakis. And everything possibly goes bad. You thought his character in The Hangover was bad? This one is even worse. And it... It looked, it, yeah, it, you know, you should show the preview. It, it is it is hysterical. The other thing, too, I can tell you is that they've got the script for Hangover 2 already going. Now, contrary to popular belief, they said it was going to be in the Far East, then it was going to be in Florida. Now it's back in the Far East. I did some research. Todd Phillips, I interviewed him for uh, School for Scoundrels. He had a script in place for Old School 2 that never got off the ground. Now, here's the funny thing. Part of that script involved the guys going to Thailand. There are people that I have talked to saying that the Hangover 2 script is basically a reworked version of the old school 2 script that he had sitting around. So that's why they were able to crank it out so quickly. But everyone's back on board, so we'll see how that plays out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, you know Zach's character's got to get in trouble with customs. <laughs> it's this hotel pager friendly. Yes, yes, I have. It's all right. I thought it was better than Hank. Oh, really? I got bored of it. I liked it the first time. Yeah, I, I'm a Zach fan. He's good. Darren, are you showing the trailer still? Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm sitting here bringing up the notes. <laughs> you guys have been talking, talking about hey, hey. So, Darren, should we Nobody tell? I hear you. Darren, should we should we tell everybody? Is this the this is the not temporary studio, but no. the in between? This, this is, is the uh, not even in between. the studio we have. This is the summer studio when the weather's nice. Yes. Yes, that indeed. Hey, how about this and, great CGI yeah. we have? I tell you, we spare yeah. no 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 expense I, I, on this thing here. I was just telling Chuckles about that yep. about how amazing this view is oh. when you're up here. Um, you know, if you if you it's not a temporary. It's temporary. I had to wait a year to get up here. Mm. Uh, this is in the. This was actually in the original plan. Right. of the ITV Live Studios was to come up here during the sunny weather of Seattle and use the city as a backdrop. We do all our shows up here when the weather's good. Mm -hmm. And when it's bad, we just move it down to the studio and 
yeah. go from there. On a side so. note, now they haven't paid or anything for this, but I did want to give my thanks out to the guys at Southwest Airlines. Not only was it a fantastic yeah. flight, uh, you know, everywhere, just smooth as glass. They got us in early both times. Wow. Uh, here to um, San Jose and then San Jose to L.A., no problems at all. And then uh, L.A. to Oakland, Oakland to here. He got us on the ground 20 minutes ahead of schedule Saturday. And one of the things that I really got a kick out of is we had this uh, flight attendant on the way down. And he was really cool. You know, I hadn't flown for a while, and I'm, I'm not always the best flyer in the world if it's a bumpy takeoff. And it, it was, you know, no big deal at all. We got up there. We're cruising along. He brought me the ginger ale. And I was looking out the window, and, and I, I said to him, I said, Can, are we over uh, California yet? And he said, I don't know. Have you, do you see something different? And I said, well, to me, the landscape looked very different. It was an 8 o'clock flight, you know, a.m., so we had, you know, perfect visibility all the way down. And he said, let me check for you. He got on the phone to the captain, and he said, we are just crossing the border now. Mount Shasta's coming up on the left. Now, the funny thing that I noticed is when you go on a descent to San Jose, all of the communities in California look the same to me from the air because you get that desert landscape, and it's like all it seems like all the city planning is identical. You see, you know, strip mall, strip mall, the housing, the, the color scheme. They have that muted, you know, earth tone color scheme everywhere you go. And it was weird because, like, when we started coming into L.A., there was a plane on a runway. You know, obviously it was a couple miles away, but they were on the same descent as us. So it was really funny. You could see them on one of the far runways. They touched down, and like a minute later, we went, came down. And we were commenting on how the landscape looks completely the same everywhere you go. You go. And the only difference is when you get closer to L.A. and San Diego, you see more Spanish tiles than you do up north. But uh, the guy was hysterical. He had this iPod. And when we were on layover, he started piping in his, his tunes in between the thing. And he would come on with the announcement going, you know, please turn off all your electronic devices at this time. And he goes, and don't pull that airplane mode or standby nonsense on me. I can tell the difference. Turn them off completely. When we get to 10,000 feet, you can turn them on. moment we landed in L.A., you know, we had just, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to L.A. We'd like to thank, you know, the standard spiel you got. It's, you know, 87 degrees outside, and we're like, huh? <laughs> he opened the door, and it was like, yeah, double the humidity of here, though. And uh, right after that, all of a sudden you hear this, love, love will keep us together. And that's what we had. that was our debarking of the plane music. And you're like, uh, but the best thing of all was the pilot, believe it or not, because we were sitting there, and it's like 7, it was, oh, it was like 7.30, yeah, um, and we had a, uh, you know, eight o'clock takeoff, and I'm like, oh, geez. And you know, my wife was so good while she was packing everything up. She actually let me sleep, uh, so I'd be kind of rested and calm. And then I got up, got got to the airport. They loaded us on the plane, and he was, you know, he pulled back pretty quick, got us going. And the pilot comes on and says, uh, "Folks, I'd like to thank you so much for getting on the plane and getting seated very quickly. Um, I uh, was on the phone to home, and I just found out that my mother-in-law will be uh, making the flight because." You know, we are flying from here to San Jose, San Jose to L.A., L.A. to St. Louis, and our final stop for the day is New Orleans. And because you got on board so quickly, uh, my mother will not be able to make this flight. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. And he said, so, uh, he goes, it, it's kind of nice. <laughs> and uh, and uh, five minutes later, he had us up in the air, and it, it was great. But uh, they, they, you know... One of those things where you're like, oh, geez, you know, I haven't flown for a while. They they made it really nice both ends of it again. So it was, and especially, you know, when they when they take what's supposed to be an hour and 10-minute flight, 
and do it in 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and smooth. I'm not complaining. Anyway, I think we've covered everything. So next week, we'll be back with the all-new adventures, back with film clips, back with game clips, back with more contests. You know, guys in Spokane, again, wish I could be there, but schedule conflicts. Make sure you uh, check in with the guys, uh, Lincoln and company, and get your uh, passes for the Scott Pilgrim versus the world premiere in Spokane. We will be having passes for the Tuesday the 10th screener in Seattle on the show, so we'll be getting those very soon. Other than that, we're good. I'm going to go uh, have a quiet evening at home before getting back. No. <laughs> uh, uh, probably if I really think about it, I probably could, but... Anyway, that's going to do it for tonight, folks. I'm going to go home and try to enjoy one more night before getting back to the grind. Take care, and we'll see you all next week. Good night. Uh, no idea. When's the last time you saw him? 1977. He had his bags packed by the front door, and he picked them up, put them in the back of his car, and uh, drove away. Last time I ever saw him. If you're going to travel with me to Los Angeles, i got to give you a couple guidelines. Number one, don't ask me a single question. What's your favorite color? What age did you lose your virginity? Do you like hot dogs? I once ate a foot-long corn dog on a nude beach. I'll never do that again. Number two, if you're allergic to waffles, don't eat waffles. <laughs> then don't take me to a waffle house. If I miss the birth of my child, I'm going to choke you out with your own scarf. Wrap that thing around your neck and choke you out. Seems a bit drastic. Holy moly, it's like I'm traveling with a child. Did you use the restroom? Good point. I need to take a pee-pee. Check this thing out. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Don't panic! Don't panic! Rental agreements in the. Oh, you know what? I have coverage. <laughs> is that a drainage stitch coming up? Yes, it is. Real hard. Hold <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Hand me that dog. I will rip it in half. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself.
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or face any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price whether you want traditional carriage house custom wood or even glass garage doors we have an option that's right for you make the right decision call precision problem solved 